This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Woo-hoo-hoo. Man, are you pumped? I'm pumped. I get my goosebumps all over the place. That's a new intro recorded last week, and yeah! I mean, that's, that's the hammer, baby, right there. So... Happy day to you. I don't know what day it is for you. It's Friday for me, and if you're listening to this on Friday, it's Friday. If it's Monday, Tuesday, you know what it is. So happy day, whatever day that is. I hope you're having a fantastic day and are excited for another awesome Kickin' Life podcast. And here, of course, just like any other Kickin' Life podcast, my goal, my mission, my passion, the desire is to motivate and inspire you to believe in yourself, to do your very best, but you've got to believe that you can first. And got that belief? Then you got to take that actionable step and actually make it happen. So all kinds of stuff to talk about today, and I think the biggest thing I'm going to focus on is going to be lions and sheeps, although I was talking to John, producer John, before the show here, and let him know we're going to talk about that, and of course what struck his mind was the same thing that struck mine when I first thought of it, and maybe yours too, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, there you go, there's your goofy joke for the day. But anyway, lions and sheep. But before we get into the lions and sheep story, I want to reach out and uh, just remind you is if you need a reminding. I'm just like a little kid excited about this. I just keep telling everybody. Our business, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts, was and is, I guess, <laughs> the business of the year. I'm like a little kid excited who's earned his first trophy, literally dancing around carrying the uh, plaque everywhere I go, saying, hey, you may not know me, but the business is business of the year. Okay, enough of the goofiness, at least for the next 30 seconds. Moving forward, I always like to start things off with a little bit of a story, and I know last podcast, if you listened to the last one, we talked about how the business got started. If you didn't listen to it, well, after you're done with this one, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and listen to that one. Going on back, we've got, oh, I don't know how many months of podcasts going now, record one a week, so, uh, you know, after you listen to it one time, it's probably best to go back and listen to it again, because I'm sure there's some details that you missed, but we've got quite a collection that you can go back and listen to. Anyway, talking about uh, the story or kind of the, how the business started, I, just a quick recap. It was 1997, way back when. Think about that for a second. What were you doing in 1997? Were you even born in 1997? I think most of our, and uh, I'm going to say this, put this out there, are thousands, and I'm going to say thousands upon thousands upon thousands because we're continuing to grow, and that's kind of putting that out in the universe where others can hear this message and, you know, what you put out there comes back. So, as always, you like this, share it with others so they can enjoy it as well. Anyway, to give you enough time to think about what you were doing in 1997, all right, I'm back at it. So about two in the morning, I read a quote. The quote is, a man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore. Got up, 
my word processor typed up my resignation. I was a coffee salesman at the time, that amongst many of other jobs, and went the next day that morning and turned in my resignation. And that day's when I started the business. It was Grogan's Martial Arts and Fitness back then. We altered the name in 2008 to Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts to give it a little more prestigious name. But um, anyway, that thing started, and it's taken 20 years to kind of get some footing. I think most people with half a brain could probably have done it in half that time. But um, the, I guess the whole part of about the Kick and Life show is when life knocks you down, you get back up and persevere through adversity and trials and tribulations and making mistakes and continuing to make mistakes, almost like the Thomas Edison, you know, uh, how many – uh, attempts or failed attempts, I should say, did it take to get the light bulb going? Well, there you go. Or the Wright brothers with the airplane, or they called it the flying machine. Failure after failure after failure. But if you stay at anything long enough and persist long enough and don't give up, sooner than later, sometimes later than sooner, you'll actually, uh-oh, oh, we, we, we've got Jono in studio. He just snuck on out. So we'll give him a plug. He's got his shows coming up. Jono's also on the Cowboys podcast with me, or I'm there with him. Somebody's with somebody, but uh, he's got a bunch of great shows, just like Lineup Media. How's that for a little deterrent? There we are. Anyway, back to what we're talking about, about battling through adversity and overcoming to achieve success. Well, first thing, you have to believe it, and here's the deal. I say this all the time. Anytime I'm out giving speeches and motivational chats with anybody, look, if I can do it, anybody can do it. But you have to believe in yourself, and you have to battle through, and you have to be persistent. Now, well, my goal with this show, and anytime I go out and give a presentation, is to inspire and motivate people and then tell them the hardline facts that, you know, I don't believe I was ever told. Maybe I was. Maybe I just was too stubborn to listen. I don't know. But it didn't resonate and it didn't stick that, and this is the message, you're going to have adversity. You're going to have battles. You're going to have challenges. You're going to get your butt knocked down and stomped on and trampled. You're going to be told no. You're probably going to have more failures than you can even imagine. But here's the deal. Know it. They're going to happen. Plan for it, and when they do happen, it's all part of the plan anyway. You knew they were coming. Now make the necessary plans to adjust and overcome, battle through, and succeed. My thing was, yeah, people told me it's going to be tough. I didn't believe them because I thought I had a you know, work ethic like a maniac. I'm going to work as much as it takes. It doesn't matter. I don't need sleep. I don't need this. I don't need that. Well, to go along with that, I could have surely used a little bit of intelligence and knowledge, and that's a part I talk about all the time with, especially the last three to five years, with all the books that I've just engulfed. I mean, I've read over 100 books, listened to literally, literally thousands and thousands of hours of audiobooks, motivational books, YouTube TED Talks, inspirational talks, podcasts, and attended more conferences. Why? Because that's how you gain education and knowledge. You know, there, there's an old saying that, Reading success books is just like having a conversation with the greatest, most successful minds on the planet. You're having a conversation. Sure, you can't ask them questions, but sometimes, uh, well, and I'm guilty of this, you talk too much, you don't absorb and listen to enough. So the uh, by reading a book, you can talk to yourself about it. You can you know emulate asking a question, but it's like carrying on a conversation, a one-way conversation with the greatest minds alive and just follow in their footsteps. Now, that's something... And I actually had a lengthy conversation with um, one of my former students who's actually a professor at uh, uh, Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville, real great guy, extremely smart. Uh, he's a doctor of biology and other studies that, boy, my gosh, it's just off the radar for me. But anyway, we, we've started talking about um, kind of where we've gone with the academy and with the success and with the Kick and Life podcast and all the other ventures that I'm taking. And I mentioned about, uh, you know, the last three to five years engulfing myself in these books. And here's my message to you. 10, 20, 30 years ago, 
the same books were available at that time. So I had all the things there that I could have jumped on. I just didn't do it. Why? Well, I, I, I have no idea why. Maybe I was too stubborn. Maybe I thought I knew everything. Well, not maybe. I knew I knew everything. And then when I got a little wiser, I realized they didn't know anything. Almost like a teenager. Those that have teenagers at home, think about this for a second. Teenagers are listening. Teenagers are the smartest, greatest, brightest minds on the planet in their own mind. <laughs> I was a teenager, of course. Heck, I was a teenager, seems like just 10 years ago where I knew everything about everything. And then I actually got a little bit wiser and started listening to people that I realized were smarter than I was and are smarter than I am. And that's what's helped contribute to the success. So teenagers listen to this out there. I know right now you think your parents are the biggest morons on the planet because I did the same thing. But here, I want you to think about this for a second. And parents, you can share this with your teenagers if you want, or just share the podcast with them. I want you to think, how did mom and dad go from when you're like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old to being the greatest, smartest, most, most wonderful people on the planet to suddenly when you reach 10, 11, 12, 13, all the way up through like 19, 20, they, they, they suddenly, moms and dads become the biggest morons on the planet. They just totally forgot anything and know nothing about life or about what you're going through or anything else. Then an amazing, miraculous thing happens when you get in your 20s, suddenly your parents get smarter again. How is that possible? Holy cow. They went from being totally smart to total morons to totally smart again. Well, here's the message I tell teenagers all the time. And teenagers listen and parents listen and pass this on. Maybe, here's a big maybe, maybe mom and dad didn't change. Maybe you changed. Holy cow. That's a reality check, isn't it? So when you were a young kid, you were smart enough to listen to mom and dad when you became a teenager, of course, you knew everything, and mom and dad just became morons, so you didn't listen to them. But the truth be told, mom and dad didn't change. You're the one that became a moron. Now, am I calling you a moron? Yeah, I am, because I've called myself one, because I did the same dang thing that you did and probably are doing to this day. I want you to be smarter. I want you to be better. I want you to be greater. I want you to achieve success far sooner than I did. But you have to accept it that you don't know everything. You have to accept it that... Others that have been on this planet a little bit longer than you are smarter than you. They know more than you. They've experienced more than you. So there's how you can learn from their mistakes and learn to become better. And then, as of course, you get a little bit older, you start to develop this little bit of wisdom that people that have been on the planet a little bit longer do have a little more knowledge. So if you can learn that lesson now, and even the adults and parents out there, you're not stuck in the position you're in right now. You're only stuck if you allow yourself to remain stuck. There are resources out there. There are people out there. There are books out there. There's podcasts like this out there. There's an unlimited supply of wealth, knowledge, and success magazines and journals and articles and conferences to go to to help you become your absolute very, very best. And as you know, this is the whole reason why they kind of fired up the Kicking Life uh, Guru and the Kicking Life podcast is for me to share this stuff with you and hope and pray that you do a much better job, much quicker at realizing that maybe you don't know everything and search out those resources to become your absolute very, very best. So back there, I was talking about years ago, all these things were out there. I just, for whatever reason, did not, I don't know, I was too busy to read. I was too busy for this. I was too busy for that. And I understand life's, it's quick. It's busy. But here's the thing I want you to reflect on. You can always make the time for the things that you deem important. In other words, the, the, something Zig Ziglar talks about all the time is if you were able to live just, not even every day, but three to four days a week, 
uh, in a productive mindset that you do the day before you go on vacation, think about all the things you could accomplish. Now think about that. The day before you go on vacation, what do you do? You've got a list. I've got to get this done. I've got to make sure that the mail stopped. I've got to make sure that I've got everything packed. If we're going on a plane trip, I've got to make sure because the airline tickets, the hotel reservations are good. The car's packed. The kids have this together. Oh my gosh, I've got to have somebody watch the cats. And uh, what else I got to do? Uh, uh, oh, I got to make sure the night uh, the lights come on at the right time. And I got to tell the neighbors I'm going to be out of town. You've got a laundry list that would normally, if you went down check by check, would take you a solid week, if not a month to do, but you're able to find the time to get it done in one day. Why? You've got a structured, organized plan to get things done. And you do. You find a way to get it done. Now, of course, to try and do that every single day, and you're probably going to wear yourself out. However, if you condition yourself, just starting off, all right, this day I'm going to do this, this day I'm going to do this, to have a laid out structured plan for every day of your life, I'm telling you, you're going to find time not only to do the things you need to do, but do the things that you want to do as well. If not, the time's going to go on by. And I'll share something with you. You already know this, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Why? Because it was a great revelation for me as well. Here I talk about time management and saving time and this and this and this. And what did I find myself doing for the longest time? Getting sucked into social media and wasting time. Now, here's the big kicker on that. Not only if you're reading over garbage on social media, of course, social media, how especially Facebook, how that works is almost like your subconscious mind and your reticular activating system. And what, uh, just a quick refresher on the reticular activating system, that is what brings into focus what you think about and focus on the most. So the example I always give, if you bought a new car, well, suddenly those new cars that you bought, even though you never saw them before, they're everywhere. Holy cow, everybody's driving my car. How is that possible? Well, it's because that's what you're focusing on, and that's the power of the mind. What you think about, what you focus on magnifies. So, you know, if you think about negativity and garbage and everything that's wrong with the world and how bad your life is, guess what? Your your reticular activating system is going to bring in more garbage, more yuck, more how bad my life is. Oh, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Well, you're going to have more bad luck because that's what you're telling. And I know it sounds insane, but this is something, I ain't kidding, the last three years, I have dove so much into uh, reading about this, and it's so exciting. Why? Because it's like the key to success. It's like the roadmap. What you think about, what you focus on magnifies. So you think about continuously positive things, how you're going to make this work, uh, why it's important to get this done, then those things are going to start surfacing in front of you. It's almost magical, but that's the law of attraction and kind of the power of the universe. You put it out there, you're going to get it right back. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't happen just like a snap. In other words, if you've uh, battered your brain with negativity and garbage and how bad your life is for 10, 15, 20 years... It's going to take a little while to flush all that garbage and crap out. I mean, it is. Sort of like, uh, and you've heard me talk about before, if your mind is as clear as muddy water, chew on that for a second, clear as muddy water, not very clear, right? Well, think of that glass. Yes, you can clean that glass. You can cleanse that glass. You can get clear water in that glass. But it's going to take a little bit to flush that mud and that gunk out of there. The sad thing is you can clean it, cleanse it, But if you don't consistently develop a pattern and a habit and condition yourself to focus on the positive, you allow that negativity and that crud and mud and dirt to come back in, it's going to dirty that glass up again. So it is an effort. It is a struggle. But the minimal, the struggle that is, I mean, and and when you look at it, just like anything else in life, is it simple? Heck yeah, it's simple. It's simple for me to say this. This is what you got to do. But in reality, is it easy? No. 
Nothing in life is easy, especially not change, especially not change in a preconditioned behavior or pattern or habit or thought that you've had for all these years. But it is possible. You can do it. Just believe in yourself to do it. And that's the power of the reticular activating system. What you focus on magnifies. Anyway, I kind of lost my train of thought there going back on the, I just love talking about the reticular activating system. Anyway, the, the whole point is, you hear me talk about it all the time, just feed your mind the best you can with positivity. Oh, I was talking about Facebook. There we go. So like Facebook and social media is like your reticular activating system. If you like uh, a comment or you open up a comment that has something to do with politics or something to do with all the misery that's going on in the world, well, guess what? That's telling the Facebook, if you will, reticular activating system, hey, this is what he or she likes. Show more on the news feed. Show more. And it's amazing. And do this. Okay. If you don't have to believe me, if you don't want to, but do it. And you're going to see how truthful this is. You're going to have more of those feeds pop up, pop up, pop up. So you're going to start thinking that's the only thing that's going on in this world is everything wrong with politics and everything going on in Washington and everything going on with, you know, ISIS and all these other grotesque, horrible things. And I'm not saying there's, there is not bad things out there. There are bad things happen every single day. However, we bypass all the good things if we only focus on the bad things. So anyway, you click on this one, you click on this one, you click on this one, and your whole doggone news feed is full of garbage. However, flip it up a little bit. And I'm telling you this from experience because I got caught in, sucked in all this nonsense as well. And I'm laying there at bed knowing I should go to bed, knowing I shouldn't look at this stuff, knowing I should focus. I'm telling you to do it. <laughs> and here I'm kind of being a little bit of a hypocrite here. Look at all this and what just keeps popping up more and more and more. And what does it do? It makes me mad, makes me angry, gets my blood boiling. It gets me frustrated. And then I start thinking the world is terrible. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe these people are doing that. Oh, what is going on here? Oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, all the sayings. So what makes this even worse is not only did I waste, you know, what I thought was going to be 15 minutes, turns out to be an hour and a half on, on Facebook getting frustrated, getting upset, thinking the world's all bad, flooding my mind with pollution. I mean, literally just clear as muddy water, dumping that garbage in my mind to make matters worse. It's the last thing I remember before I fall asleep. Now, here's the thing about your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind, when you go to sleep, it shuts down a little bit. Your subconscious mind, it's going to keep playing. It never shuts down. It processes anywhere from 40 to 50 million data bits of information a day. It's constantly working. And what's it doing when you're sleeping? It's chewing on the last thing you poked into it, the last bit of morsel, if you will. <laughs> it's chewing on that. And if it's all about the ugliness that's going on in the world, guess what it's going to seek out? More and more and more. So if it made you angry, if it made you feel like, well, frustrated, like you want to get up and punch a hole through some, and you want to kick somebody. I mean, you're mad. You're mad. When you go to sleep with those emotions on your mind, one, you're not going to sleep very well because you're going to be uh, frustrated. Your stomach's probably going to be in knots. You're going to wake up exhausted. You're going to wake up angry. Why are you going to be angry? Well, you didn't sleep very well. You don't feel very well. You're still frustrated from what you read the night before, and that's the first thing that pops in your head the next morning. And you can see where this endless cycle starts. And, and, and then... Uh, I guess getting back to the point, not only do you not sleep very well, you wasted that hour and a half reading it. You didn't sleep very well. 
The next morning, you're still thinking about it. So what do you do? You're grouchy, you're cranky, you're sluggish, you're moving slow. And of course, everything goes wrong from there, right? For some reason, there's no hot water in the shower. And then, you know, your razor, you didn't change it. Oh my gosh. And now you're out of toothpaste. Oh my gosh, your, your, your favorite shirt and tie you were gonna wear today because you got a presentation is dirty. Now you're running late. The kids spilt milk in the floor. Holy cow, it just keeps compounding. You go out there and, and then your, your car, you realize you're on E. You got to have gas. You're never going to make it to work on time, but you've already got a late start to the day. Bang, 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 bang. You know, it just keeps compounding on top of itself. And then, of course, the whole day, how did it start off? Miserable. So the whole day is miserable, and you can't wait for this day to get over. But the whole time, the drive to work, red lights, traffic, you get there, you're mad, you're complaining, your presentation stinks. I mean, am, am I describing some of, some of your lives, some of your days? And I'm telling you that because I have lived that. I have done that. I don't want you to go through that. There is an answer, and the answer is simple. It, real simple. Not easy, but simple. Stop clicking on those feeds. Stop polluting your mind with garbage. Stop listening to all the sensationalism of social media and all the other news networks out there that just pump your mind with everything that's wrong. There's plenty of good out there. Bypass those bad things. Click on the good. Click on the good. Click on the positive motivation. Click on the inspirational quotes. Click on the success principles, the success magazine. Click on the things of uh, authors that you like to read. And maybe you're not reading right now, which, of course, you know how I feel about that, strongly pushing you. The resources and books are out there. You can make the change. Even if it starts off with just five to ten minutes a day that you get your tail off uh, uh, social media and pick up a book, or, you know, there are all kinds of good links on, on Facebook that go to the success and positive and inspirational quotes and posts and motivation. Do that. Or listen to this podcast, which is going to pump your head with positivity and belief that you can do it. Once again, if I can do this. I can shut this off. So can you. So you start liking the good things. Before you know it, your news feed is just filled with those things. Then the second step in that is seriously discipline yourself no more than 15 20 minutes at the max before you go to bed. And the last thing you put in your mind, let me tell you the last thing I put in my mind, I've got a, an app that's called Calm, and it's a meditative app. So the last thing I, on my subconscious, most of the time I fall asleep listening to it. You can uh, set like a sleep timer for 10, 15 minutes, uh, whatever you want. But the last thing I, it's all about being relaxed, about focused, and I do kind of a guided meditation most of the time, and it's a lady's voice just talking about relax your mind, relax your body, focus, all is good, you believe in yourself, and just her guiding you through a guided meditation. Now there are, and in the background, it's, and you've got a variety of different things. You can have animal sounds, you can have like rain, you can have uh, waves in the ocean, you can have a beach scene, you can have birds flying overhead. I mean, there's all kinds of different uh, um, background, I don't say noise, I guess it is noise, but just ease, soothing music and sounds in the background to help you relax. Since I've been doing this, going to bed, not only am I sleeping better, waking up more refreshed, feeling a heck of a lot better, my mind is focused and clear, and I'm not thinking of all the garbage. I have emptied, well, we talk about martial arts emptying your cup all the time, but even more so, I have cleansed my cup of all the clear as muddy water, garbage, it's gone. Back to what I was saying about the negative for just a minute. Not only do you waste that hour and a half on Facebook, not only do you pollute your mind with the garbage, not only do you, you destroy your night of sleep, you wake up the next day frustrated, you spend countless hours talking and replaying that negativity in your mind. 
So you've not only lost the hour and a half and then the poor sleep, but you continue to waste hours, waste valuable time that you will never, ever get back continuing to talk about this garbage. So when you continue talking about it, your conscious tells your subconscious, well, he's talking about it again. Let's find some more garbage and give him more to talk about. Yes, that's what we're going to do. And that's exactly what it does. So flip the switch. You feel better about yourself. You're going to do better things. You're going to live a better life. Now, I hear it all the time. Oh, it must be nice living in your world of sunshine and rainbows. I'm going to smack you. Okay, I'm really boom, right hook, right there it is. I don't live in a world of sunshine and rainbows. I live in a world of reality. And the reality is I create my own world. Now, I've told you, and I mean this, life will knock you down. It's not a matter of if, but when. And it'll beat you down and keep you down. You have to be willing to get your butt back up and say, let's go. And then the old fighter attitude is, I get knocked down, which I've been knocked down. You know, people say, well, you're fighting. Well, you're pretty good. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Um, I, always, <laughs> I was always better as the challenger than I was the champion. And the mindset behind that is, and when you become a champion, you got to still condition yourself to fight and train like a challenger in order to remain a champion because something happens when you win. When you win, you think you got it all figured out. And when you got it all figured out, you quit putting forth that extra effort. A prime movie, not only all the Rocky movies, <laughs> which I absolutely love, and you know, you heard my quote at the very beginning, nothing hits harder in life. It's about not how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. That is how winning is done. And of course, to follow that up is, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. You can't blame where you're at because of him or her or anybody else. Cowards do that every day, and that ain't you. You're better than that. And you are better than that. So no life's going to knock you down. But anyway, the challenger thing, if you have the mindset that I'm going to keep striving to get better, I'm going to take time to read that book. I'm going to take time to listen to that podcast. I'm going to take time to spend with my kids. I'm going to take quality time to get some extra training and go to a conference or a session. I'm going to take time to pollute, or not pollute my mind with garbage. I guess you could say pollute. What Just bring in all the positive affirmations, all the positive thoughts in order to be your absolute very, very best. But uh, get back to the Rocky thing. All the movies are great. I mean, I'll be honest. Rocky Five was not my favorite. I don't think um, I, I don't think most people thought that was a good place to end. And Sylvester Stallone actually said that's why he came back and filmed Rocky Balboa because he wanted to end it the way he wanted to end it, not the way it was ended in uh, Rocky Five. But anyway, Rocky Three is one where he loses that Eye of the Tiger. If you haven't seen it, you remember the Eye of the Tiger, that song by Survivor. I won't sing it to you, but uh, you can listen to it and look it up. He loses that Eye of the Tiger simply because he'd become a champion and just lost that competitive edge. And Mickey tells him, you know, the worst thing, can ha- worst thing that can happen to a fighter is what happened to you. You became civilized. Meaning he lost that drive, he lost that hunger, he lost that passion. And, you know, uh, with success, you know, comes the riches, comes the cars, comes the houses and all those things. Well, he lost that competitive edge. And then Clubber Lang giving you a recap on uh, uh, Rocky Three. there. He was from, uh, from Chicago, rough part of town, and he had that passion. He had that desire. He had that what Rocky used to have that lost. You know, he lost it because he'd lost that competitive edge, that challenger drive. And, of course, how the, the, it goes, Rocky gets just totally annihilated, a worse beating, and to make things even worse, Mickey dies, and Rocky's at the lowest point of his life. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Apollo Creed tries to train him and help him become his very best. He lost the passion, the desire, and he had to really like hit rock bottom and own up to his own insecurities when he had to talk with Adrian on the beach there in order to battle back. And then he got it. Now, can that happen to anybody? 
Yeah, it, it, it literally happens to people every single day. You get knocked down. Sometimes you think I can't go any lower, you get knocked lower, lower, lower. But you have to own up to your own insecurities your, and confess to yourself, you know what? And that's what I said, I don't wanna do it anymore. And that happens. I mean, it, it, it really, really does. But then you look deep inside yourself and you find that little, little ember, if you will, that little bitty flame. You start stroking that flame, start stoking that flame, before you know it, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. And that's exactly what you can do. So anyway, boy, I'm pumped. I felt pretty dang good. So I tell you all these things because I've, I've, I've lived through it. I uh, uh, grew up and I was always a positive person, but I, had my, I was surrounded with too much negativity. Uh, I want to get on to the story of the lions and the sheep here, which is pretty much what we've talked about. But I want to touch on this one little thing real quick. I talk about my life really taking a transformational change in the last five years. It started the change in five years, but really it was the last two and a half to three years that it really moved in the right direction. And it was all about surrounding myself with different people, people that think differently, people that think like, like I think. And I was always, I always felt like I was on an island by myself, you know, uh, and I would get literally beat up uh, physically sometimes, but the mental side, I could handle the physical pain. I can handle all the physical pain. I've had, oh my gosh, what, nine knee surgeries, uh, multiple, I'm talking in the double digits of concussions and broken noses and no, <laughs> repaired nose and all these, that's just the life of a fighter, life of a hockey player and life of, I don't know, kind of a, a somebody that doesn't know when to quit. You know, you always get back up one more time, you get knocked down. But anyway, the physical pain I could handle, it was a mental pain that really, really took its toll on me, which turned into the emotional pain as well. And that part of that mental pain was always striving to be my absolute very best. But doing that, I was always trying to seek the approval of everybody around me. Now, I say that, and to be honest, it took me forever to admit that and to own up to that. But I had to in order to rational, not only rationalize my own mind, but make the choice of, look, why are you constantly trying to uh, receive validation from all these people that, not that they don't want you to succeed, but they really don't care if you do or not. They're content and complacent with where they're at, which is fine. But if you want to succeed, you've got to change groups and you've got to hang around with people that have the desire, passion, and mindset that you have in order to reach up to that. Because it's the old adage, the crab's in a bucket. If you're in a bucket with a bunch of crabs, you try and get out of that bucket, those crabs are going to pull you right back down. And they're going to keep pulling, keep pulling, keep pulling, keep pulling. And it's hard as heck to get out of that bucket. So I was with a martial arts federation, and this is kind of where the, the big transformational change really solidified and took place for nearly uh, a quarter of a century, you know, almost 25 years. So that was pretty much my life with this federation. And I learned a lot of good things from it. I mean, a ton of good things, met a lot of good people. But I was constantly being put down for being who I was. I was energetic. I was excitable. I was a goofball, 100%. Now, I was never disrespectful. You know, martial arts integrity, honor, integrity, discipline, respect was always important to me. But I also believed in being a good person at heart, having fun, joking with the kids, and not beating them down. I mean, it's the unfortunate thing about the Federation is they haven't changed their curriculum, their mindset, um, their, uh, I don't say policies, but just kind of core since the early 70s. Now, there's a lot that has changed since the early 70s. Now, once again, I'm all about the discipline, honor, and respect. However... I'm all about being inspirational, motivating, and smiling. And the old thing was, oh, you can't smile in uniform. This is militaristic. This is this and this. To a certain degree, I get that, especially being a fighter. However, 
when you're dealing with the majority of your population is now kids. In the 70s and 80s, it was adults. Now 95, 98% is kids. You've got to relate to a level that they understand. I always felt your best communicators are your, your people, speakers, teachers, instructors, managers, leaders, whoever it is, your best communicators are the ones who are able to communicate to their audience on a level that their audience understands. And what I mean by that, if you're talking to a four-year-old, you may have the same darn message that you're giving to a teenager, a 20-year-old, a senior citizen, whoever. It may be the same exact message. However, your delivery has to be different. You have to connect with that four-year-old in terms they understand. If you speak above their head, which unfortunately, uh, um, you know, just like anything other career in life, you've got a, people that are super awesome, great, that are able to be the great communicators and connectors. They connect with their audience because they get on the level with their audience. However, you've got other leaders and managers and even teachers and administrators that have this uh, seniority complex, which is basically what this martial arts federation I was with had, and they thrive on talking down to uh, their intended audience to give themselves the almighty power. Yes, I am king. I am Master Grogan. And I'm talking down to you because even though you're only four years old and I'm 35, you've got to know that I am the king. How ridiculous is that? And you know what even more ridiculous is? I found myself doing that. I freaking found myself doing that. My gosh, it, it, it was killing me. And here's the thing. When I would do that with this organization, I would be rewarded and praised. Ah, now you're finally growing up. You're finally learning how to be a leader. You're finally learning what it's like. Oh, la, la. I'm like, what? Have I really done this? Have I? I, It was just insane. My wife was a big instrument about me. She's been pushing for years for me to leave this organization. What ended up happening uh, for the last five years, Anytime an event would come up and I would have to surround myself with these people, and I know it sounds like I'm badgering and talking bad, and I guess to a degree I am, but my whole point of the story is if you're in this situation, don't wait as long as I did. Don't change who you are just to try and fit in with this group, kind of the sheep group, if you will. Be the lion. I know I haven't really talked about it, but that's, this is where this is all going. Anyway, before an event would come up, literally two months before, I would start getting sick to my stomach digestive problems, throwing up, and every other imaginable thing. I would get sick, and I'm a pretty healthy guy, but I knew I was going to have to deal with these people, put on a fake hat, be somebody that I did not want to be, try and be pretty much, we call it senioritis. You'll prance around like the the king in his robe. You know, everybody's got to bow to you because you're the king, and she's the queen of Sheba, and, and everybody else. It was such a toxic, unhealthy environment. So anyway... I learned a lot from the organization, but I learned a lot why I should leave. So anyway, I left, my resignation, submitted it, and what I did was instead of just emailing or calling, I actually filmed a video of the resignation, and I said it in the video, I'm filming this because I want you to hear sincerity in my voice and see the sincerity in my face that this is hard. This is a hard decision, and to be honest, I cried and cried and cried and didn't sleep for days thinking about this final move. And uh, I was, I guess, fairly high on the, the chain there. I was part of the board of directors, and I was also a regional examiner. A regional examiner is uh, you're kind of head of the entire region that you're in there. But I uh, resigned from that position, and then a couple months later, I actually resigned from the federation. It was tough. What was even tougher is afterwards, boy, oh, boy, you'd think I'd, I'd done some heinous crime here. I got kind of beat up for doing it. Now, why am I sharing this with you? 
because if you decide to make a serious change that you know your family supports, your loved ones support, and the people that you're now surrounding yourself with are telling you it's the right move to make, when you make that change, you're going to get beat up. You have now separated yourself from the pact. You have now moved away from the sheep, the flock that sticks together, regardless if they like it or not. And I remember countless conversations with others, all same complaints, same problems. We don't like the way they treat people. We don't like the way they do this. We don't like the way they do that. But yet you stay. And I said, why? Oh, because. Why? Because it's easier. And of course, you know, the, um, the devil or the fear you don't know is always much scarier than the one you know and you live with. You know it, you can handle it. However, I'm telling you, by moving out, my life is transformed, no lie, in the past. And like I said, it started about five years ago when I actually realized, hey, if I read a book, that's going to make me smarter. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Where was this knowledge at 20 years ago? Why didn't anybody tell me that secret? Of course, I'm being silly. It was always there. I just... I, People I surround myself with didn't do it. So why the heck should I do it? I was always getting criticized for practicing too much, working out too much, trying too much, and then doing as much research as I could with limited knowledge, you know, uh, on that. I was always like, why do you think you got to be better than everybody else? Why do you got to keep doing that? Oh, that's enough. You've practiced for two hours longer than everybody else. Knock it off. What are you doing? So constantly getting beat down for trying to improve myself. Now the people I'm with (laughs) are beating me up because I'm not doing enough. But that's motivating. That's inspiring. But it's motivated me to take this step to get a podcast, to preach this message to you, to help you become your best. So the lion and the sheep, if you think about this, the sheep are all together, a conglomerate. They don't like where they're at. They're inferior. They're scared of the unknown. They don't want to do anything else, but yet it's comfortable in the group. So we'll just stay in the group, even though I'm miserable. But this misery is better than a misery I don't know. What does a lion do? The lion is taking on the challenges. The lion is outside the group. The lion is, yeah, the fear is there, but he overcomes the fear anyway. And it's boom. Yes, he's, I don't say he's a loner, but he believes enough in himself. And here's the biggest thing about being a lion. And this is something that, I'll be honest, I'm getting better at, but it's still a flaw that I've got to continue to work at. And that is this. And listen to this message here. The lion does not lose sleep over the opinion of the sheep. In other words, the lion does not care what the sheep think, say, or what their uh, uh, thoughts about the lion are. He is above that. He is better than that. He knows that. And it doesn't mean, well, and I guess if a lion, he's <laughs> whatever sheep gets out of the lion, he's going to eat. But the whole thing is, and that's an area that I've really got some uh, work to do, is to stop caring so much about what the sheep say. You're not going to please everybody. I'm not going to please everybody. Not everybody's going to love my show. Okay? Yeah, part of me, that hurts because like, well, you know what? If they don't like it, it's because I, I need to do something different. Now, I'm all about improving. I'm all, and I continue to do as much research as possible to bring you the best content and to give you everything I've got to help you not only believe in the message that I'm giving to you, but help you once again to achieve. And my success is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm taking this baby to the moon and back. And, you know, my you know, thousands of followers now are going to turn into tens and thousands of followers. And then I'm, I'm going out and traveling. And instead of speaking to 500 people, I want to speak to 1,000 and 10,000 people. I want to fill stadiums and pass the message on to them to help inspire them to live their best life. Now, what do I get out of this? Well, financially, it helps out. Absol- absolutely, it does. But more importantly, 
my mission and my purpose and my goal, my passion in life is to create a happier, healthier, and safer society. And how do I do that? I do that by inspiring people to step out away from the sheep, to believe in themselves enough to do what they were born to do, to utilize their God-given purpose, passion, talents, the thing that you have that nobody else has, to step out and believe in yourself and do it. And don't get pulled back in with the sheep. Everybody has a special talent. Everybody has a special purpose. Everybody has they're born with something that nobody else is born with. But it's up to you to identify what that is, but overcome those fears. Get out of that proverbial round hole. And that's, of course, a big. everything I'm talking about today is in my book, Square Peg Round Hole. Why try to fit in when you were born to stand out, which uh, I'll be honest, I'll kick myself in the tail here. I'm a little behind, um, so it may be June before it's completely finished, but it's coming out, and it's all about don't get sucked in and stuck in that proverbial round hole. You were born to stand out, stand out, and be who you were born to be, and that's kind of the sheep and the lion, if you will. But back to the message, I'm going to say this again because, darn it, I need to hear it again. The lion does not lose sleep over the opinion of the sheep. He doesn't. He knows what his purpose is. Does that mean the lion never makes a mistake? No, we all make mistakes. But you pick yourself back up after a mistake, you learn from the mistake, and you, you change it. You know what a mistake repeated over and over and over again is? Give up? It's a choice. Absolutely. If you keep making the same darn mistake over and over and over again, you're choosing to make that mistake. Once again, Thomas Edison, 10,000 failures or just missteps, or steps, whatever you want to look at it, to create the light bulb. But what he learned is, as he said, well, I just learned 9,999 things that didn't work because I sure as heck didn't repeat the same one. I knew I was going to make other mistakes, so why am I going to waste time repeating the same mistake? So think about that. If you continue to make a mistake over and over and over again, you have made the choice to keep doing it. The example I give all the time when I'm talking to kids at the academy is, um, and it's kind of like with a consequence for action. If your mom and dad say, hey, don't touch the stove, the stove's hot, don't, don't, don't you dare touch it. Well, you know, being a kid, mom and dad don't know anything. I'm going to go over and touch it anyway. Oh, my gosh, you got burnt. You burnt yourself in the stove. You just learned consequence for an action. You made a choice. You chose to touch the stove, even though mom and dad said not to do it, and you got burnt. Now, those that have done that, and I'm sure every one of us, Maybe we didn't go over intentionally and touch the darn stove. Maybe we were cooking something and accidentally touched the stove, but we got burnt. And that sent a clear message to our brain, son of a gun, I don't want to do that again. So you've made a conscious choice not to touch the hot stove again. Now, maybe accidentally you've touched the thing again, but it gave you that wake-up call, shoot, that burnt, I'm not going to do that again. But if you would continuously do that, you know what, stove's on, I wonder if it's hot this time. God dang it, yes it is. Tomorrow, I wonder if that stove's hot again. Oh, yep, the, the burner was on, I should have saw it. You've made a conscious choice to keep doing it. So if you keep making the same mistake or you keep living a life that you're unhappy with, you are making that choice. And I know all the naysayers out there, yeah, whatever you say, kicking life guy, uh, it, it's easier said than done. It, it is. Anything's easier said than done. I admit that. It's simple for me to say it. It's hard as heck to actually do it. But I'm telling you, it's rewarding when you do. So it's your choice. Hang with the sheep and be just like everybody else. You know, pretty much smack God in the face for all the talents he's given you that you're wasting. And in an earlier podcast, we talked about the most successful, the wealthiest place on earth. Do you know what that is? Those that have heard the podcast before, you probably do. Think about it for a minute. The most successful, wealthiest place on earth. What is it? Should I do the Jeopardy? Da, 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 da. You give up? It's a cemetery. What? 
It's the cemetery because so many dreams, so many passions, so many desires, so many creative ideas, so many thoughts, the next great author, the next great painter, the next great musician, the next great public speaker didn't take the chance, didn't take the risk. They stayed with the sheep, they died with the sheep, and they took their gift to the grave with them. And the world was never blessed with what they have to offer. You have something. Believe enough in yourself to do it. And it all starts, once again, with what you put in your mind. You continue to pump positivity in your mind. You continue to focus on positive. You continue to read, listen to positive things. It's just going to keep bombarding your mind. Your conscious mind is not going to have a choice but to tell your subconscious, this is all I want. Keep bringing it. Keep bringing it. Keep bringing it. And you're going to be surprised the doors it opens up, the people you're going to meet. Things are just going to start happening. And that's kind of the law of the universe. What you put out there, it comes back. What you focus on magnifies. So continue to pump that stuff out there. And you've got to put a gatekeeper in your mind. The gatekeeper's number one job is anytime that negative negativity comes along, it stops it and boots it out. I'm not going to do it. You know what? Here on my Facebook page. Oh, here's a political thing. You know what? I've been kind of curious what's going on in the world. Maybe I'll click on it. Wrong. As soon as you do that, you've allowed that negativity to get past the gatekeeper. And what are you going to have more of? What are you going to have more of? And you just spent three months detoxifying your mind of all the pollution. And now you let that one back in. Almost like you think about an attic or somebody that's been smoking. They have that one cigarette. Well, just one's not going to hurt me. Just one drink's not going to hurt me. Bang. All that gone. Don't do it. I'm telling you that because I need to hear it probably more than anybody. Because just last night, I almost, almost, boy, I was going through it. And I, I, so I well, I pat myself on the back here doing a little happy dance. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I picked up my new book, which I want to share with you here. It's called, talking about lions is where it came from. It's called The Daily Lion. And uh, I, I found this on Facebook. And it's a, um, um, I guess it's a group. It's called Become the Lion, Motivation to Reach the Top. And basically, the Daily Lion is 400 motivations, success mindsets, and the art of being a lion. There you go. And, of course, being a martial arts, I was always, here's a story for you. My license plates uh, for years upon years was Flying Lion, F-L-I-O-N, one. Flying Lion. Everybody's like, what? Everybody thought it was Fleon or this or that. And, I, and the whole thing was, and I, to be honest, I got the idea from uh, one of my favorite martial artists uh, when I was younger. Well, my favorite was uh, always Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee. But in, uh, I was like 19 years old, I was introduced to uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, of course, he could do the splits. He was muscular. He was cool and all that good stuff. We had a movie called Lionheart. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm really stepping back now. Um I got Lionheart as a license plate. It was L-I, uh, I guess L-I, was it all of it? I think it was Lion and then H-R-T, and I had that for a little bit. But I wanted something different, and I just started writing down, you know, and what I wanted to be. I said, well, I want to be strong, hardy, king of the jungle, like a lion, you know, boom. I want to, you know, uh, uh, ripped up like a lion, have the muscles of a lion, have the power, desire, passion of a lion, have that attitude of I don't care what the sheep think, which I'm still working on today, <laughs> as a lion. And then the flying part was you had grace, finesse, and beauty, which, you know, it's a beautiful thing watching the bird just, an eagle, soar through the sky. I mean, just like nothing. Well, if you can combine those two, you've got the strong, hardy, king of the jungle, and then you've got flying, which is finesse, grace, and beauty. You put those together, flying lion. Holy smokes. So that's what came the flying line. That was what I kind of always envisioned. And crazy things. I used to shoot hours upon hours upon hours of video back with the old 
VHS uh, recorder. Those things were like uh, like a big suitcase. <laughs> you sit on a tripod that had to be weight tested to make sure it could hold the dang thing and just shoot hours and hours of videotape and, you know, flying line coming at you and all kinds of other stuff, acting out my own movies. That's just me being really outside the box. But the Flying Lion, that's where it came from. And uh, for years upon years, it was on my license plates. Now, truth be told, my son, who now has uh, my old Trailblazer, which I've had for like 14 years, <laughs> he, he, when he first got his license, he's like, oh, Dad, we got to get rid of those license plates. I'm like, okay, buddy, no big deal. We'll get you new ones. And we have to do it. And he goes, you know what? I'm okay with it. And I said, are you sure? Flying Lion? So he's... Uh, you know, he's far greater at everything than I uh, ever dreamed of being. Hopefully, maybe it's because I had a little bit of impact on him. I, I don't know. But uh, he still got it. So the Flying Line Mobile is still out there <laughs> circling around. My new license plates for uh, uh, are now kicking life. Of course, makes sense. But I've kind of changed that up a little bit because I'm taking the Flying Lion to a whole new level. I don't fly as gracefully as I used to. I'm 46 now. It doesn't mean I can't. It just means that I'm trying to move on in a little different pattern. I'm leaving the flying, which is your jump kicks of flying over 15 kids and, you know, breaking a bunch of boards. I still do some of that, but to um, be honest, I haven't jumped over 15 kids in about 15 years, so it's been a little bit. But Austin's taken over that bit. He's the flyer, and, uh, and so is one of our other instructors, Nathan, who's a great flyer. So since I said Austin and Nathan, i got to give a shout-out to our other great instructors, uh, Morgan and Jake and Meredith and Daniel, and then, of course, our front desk, Rachel. She's a rock star, and Tiffany. And, of course, my wonderful wife, Desi, who makes all this possible. Uh, w- without her kind of being a huge instrumental part, not only in the background for all the years, but these last, since she quit her nursing job in, uh, was it 2014, which will be three years ago next month, she has completely transformed the business as well because she's taken over all the brains of the outfit which, you know, was severely lacking for all the years. And uh, all the administrative duties created an operation procedures manual and all the system structures and processes and everything that a business needs that it never had, and that's why it's running the way it is. So anyway, we circle back around the lion and the sheep. Hopefully all of that tied in and you understand exactly what I'm talking about because if you find yourself just floundering with the sheep and that's all you're going to do, you're never going to f- uh, uh, fulfill your true purpose, your true potential of being a lion standing out. Now, Yes, I know. Some people are born leaders. Some people are extroverted. Some people are inverted. Some people uh, feel comfortable standing out from the crowd. Some people feel comfortable just being in the crowd. What I'm saying to you is every single one of us is born with a lion inside of us. You could be the most timid, introverted person on the planet, but you have got something to offer the world that nobody else has to offer, and that is your lion. That is your voice. Believe in that voice. Don't allow the sheep to... They're going to poke at you. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to make you feel bad. They're going to criticize. They're going to cut you down. And, of course, you've heard me talk about this many, many times. It's kind of the four steps to success. And this isn't from me. This is actually from Gandhi. So listen up here. This is important. The first step is when you come up with an idea or you come up that you're going to do something different, people ignore you. They just ignore, oh, whatever. And, and I'm going to give you a personal example. When I came up with all the, I was going to start a business. And then I got the business started. And then, you know, I was going to quit my job or quit my job, get the business, you know. I was going to go back to school. I was going to film an exercise video. I was going to have my own martial arts academy. I was going to have my own uh, podcast. All these things I kept talking about. Here's what I got every single time. They ignored me. He's like, oh, well, Richie's just talking again. When is Richie ever going to grow up? Richie, you got to get your heads out of the, out of the clouds. you got to realize that you know, you're know you just going to be blue-collar your whole life. You're just going to have to work your butt off and not have much. You're just going to have to be fortunate and glad that you can pay the bills, and that's all you can ever expect from life. That's what I heard. Okay, So, baby, that was planted in there. So they ignored me. So as Richie kept pursuing, kept battling, kept overcoming adversities and challenges, and especially I heard this after our first bankruptcy in 2001, 
Woo. And I, be, I'll be honest with you, there was a part of me that said, you know what? They're right. <laughs> what the heck am I doing killing myself here? I've got a family now. I've got a son. I've got a wife, a house. And we're, we've lost everything except for the house. They let us keep the house. Thank you very much. <laughs> but anyway, first was ignore. The second step is after they ignore, they laughed. <laughs> Whatever. You think you're better than everybody else? Well, good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah, you come crawling back. As if one bankruptcy isn't enough, you, you think you'd learn and grow up by now. You'd think you'd try and be a little more rational. You think you'd be content just fitting in. So that's the laughing, poking and making fun because I was out. And that was another thing, you know, the martial arts federation I was with, They, uh, as if I needed any more, they gave it to me full, full force. But I've kind of beat up on them too much, and I feel bad about that. But I just wanted to share with you, if you're stuck in a situation like that, Get yourself out. So the second step is they laugh at you. The third step, once you have battled through those first two steps, being ignored, being laughed at, and you're seriously making a charge here, you're going to do this, now they're going to fight you. And what I mean by fight, it could be physical, but they are going to attack you from all angles. And where are they going to attack you the most? The area that they know they can get to you the most, your mind. Your mind, your mind, your mind. And what do they attack? Your own self-doubt. They attack that doubt. They start putting those belief patterns that have probably always been there, especially the foundation, if you grew up believing that you're never going to amount to a whole lot of anything, you're just going to work your butt off, they attack that. And they attack that by telling you, and some of them, they attack it in a way with sympathetic, we don't want you to suffer, we don't want you to struggle, you've struggled enough, just kind of give it up. And that's one kind of a fight approach. The other kind of fight approach is, you know what, you think you're better than all of us, so fine. Uh, apparently, you, you, you just go live with your new friends, you go and do this and that, and you're too good for us. And that's the kind of fight, you know, as far as both. They try to attack the mind on the sympathetic side, we don't want anything bad to happen to you. The other side is they attack you because they see that you're moving in a direction that they could move in, but they have chosen not to. So the fight that they're giving you now, it's not that they're trying to hold you back and it's not that they don't want you to succeed. However, if you do succeed, they've got to face the reality that they could have done it too. But since they didn't, they don't want you to do it. I know it sounds horrible, but I'm sure every single one of us have experienced something like that. And I'm here to tell you that yes, I have. And yes, just about every successful person in the world has experienced that but you fight through it. So number one, ignore you. Number two, they laugh at you. Number three, they fight you. And guess what number four is? Now, number four doesn't come easy because you've had to battle through those three challenges, if you will. You've had to battle through those three, uh, um, oh, I was thinking of like <laughs> Bruce Lee, the game of death. He had to go through the bottom uh, and then the top or the middle and then the top of this, um, oh, goodness gracious, old Asian like hut and temple. That's what it was. So anything else, you're battling through these three sections. You finally get through it. The fourth one, you win. You've battled through and you finally won. Now here's what happens. Once you've won, kind of gets back to the Rocky mentality. You can't just sit back. You have to keep learning. You have to keep driving. You have to keep moving forward in order to continue that success. Don't lose that eye of the tiger. Don't lose that passion. Don't let yourself migrate back to the sheep and lose your competitive lion edge. Stay on the outskirts. Yes, enjoy the success, but no, you're not done. You are not done until you are dead. When you're dead, I guess you're done. <laughs> it's over with. But don't leave your song unsung. Don't take the best part of you to the grave and just be another, well, another person in the grave. Dreams lost. I didn't leave my mark on society. Do what you were born to do. So to wrap things up, we're getting close on the timeline here. 
Be the Lion You Were Born to Be. And I didn't even get a chance to read uh, the book I brought with me here, The Daily Lion. Um, I'm serious. Look this thing up on Facebook and give a big shout out. I'm going to reach out to these guys uh, this week. Become the Lion. It's absolutely incredible. The the book, I don't remember the price of it, but I tell you, I've got through uh, just a handful of pages and it's definitely worth it. But I've liked their page on Facebook and it, it's, it's right hooks of reality with, um, with their motivation and their post here. Here's one I'll read to you. You know, I got to put my glasses on. Yep. It's come to that time where I got to put glasses on to read. Here it is. A reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only one. Woo! What does that tell you? Read. And like I said, when you're reading, reading success books, it's like having the greatest conversations with the greatest minds alive. Next one here, I'll give you two more. Another one is, every day I wake up in beast mode. Wake up and ready to roll here. Just like the Kicking Life show, right? Let's ready to roll. And let's see, one more here, one more here. How about this one? I don't chase dreams, I hunt goals. Wow, think about that. Does a lion chase the gazelle or does he hunt the gazelle? Does a lion chase the sheep or does he hunt the sheep? Yeah, I'll leave you with that thought there. So anyway, like I said, big shout out to the Daily Lion and Become the Lion. Uh, I'm going to reach out to these guys this week and maybe um, in the future I can have, uh, have these guys, at least one of them on the podcast and let them share some of their insight about being a lion. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please, as a reminder, listen to this more than once. Pick up on some of the stuff you may have missed. Also, you want what I want. You want our society to be a happier, healthier, and safer place to live because it's going to make our society better for all of us. So share this podcast with others. Subscribe to our channel. Let others know. And you can find a ton of other podcasts on lineupmedia.fm. And where do you find us? You know, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast from. And, of course, go to kickinglifepodcast.com. You can download it directly from there. Also, follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's Kickin' Life Guru. So on, uh, what is it, Twitter? Hashtag Kickin' Life Guru, Pinterest Kickin' Life Guru, and it's K-I-C-K-N Life, L-I-F-E, Guru, G-U-R-U. And give me a shout-out. Let me know what you like about the podcast and, you know, connect with me. And uh, I always try and get back with everybody as quickly as I can. All right. Thank you so much for listening. As I end every podcast and as I end every speech and every time I need engagement with everybody, and I mean this from my heart, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.